0: Wistful Thinking is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me.
1: Welcome to Wistful Thinking, uh, where... Nope. Welcome to, <laughs> wistful... <laughs> Welcome to Wistful Thinking. I'm Cara Gale Oregan. With me is my co-host, Jordan Pullen-Clark. Hi! And this week we are kicking off our summer theme of camp movies with 1983's sleepaway camp a uh deeply problematic but also deeply fun horror movie about a traumatized young woman who is sent to summer camp with her cousin and suddenly people start getting murdered in very creative ways um and then some
0: good murders
1: there are some really good murders in this um And then at the end has a pretty wild twist that we'll get into. There's a lot of um, homophobia in this movie. There's a lot of transphobia in this movie. Um, It definitely has its problems. But Jordan, you picked this. Why did you want to watch this movie?
0: Because it's so good. Besides (laughs) that, like I I told you when I because you've never seen this before right Mm -hmm. now. Right. So I've seen it a lot. And I said, I think this might have to be the last time I watch this because it's so problematic. Mm-hmm. But I, how can it be the
1: last time I watch it? Because the rest of it is so good. It really is. I had so much fun watching this. And then, like I, like I was pretty much with it, like right up until that, like very Wait, final scene. Okay,
0: I'm gonna call you on that
1: because sure. that cannot be true. Like, based on the pedophile
0: chefs alone. Oh,
1: well, so, yeah, but but one of them uh, gets, g- like, a horrible, grisly, uh, not murder, but... He's probably not dead. Probably not dead, but he's not gonna be okay for a very long time, or ever, possibly. Um, yeah, I mean... Everyone in this movie is very shitty. Like They're all assholes. No,
0: that's not true. The one counselor oh, is Oh, she's great. very nice. Yeah. No, no. Okay. There's two counselors. The one male counselor who's wearing Oh, you mean meaty the crop top?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best note that I took while watching this was meaty crop top. Because he's his like a bodybuilder are, guy. His boobs are bigger than my boobs. Yeah. But he wears crop tops all the but time. But he's
0: great. Mm-hmm. Um and Ricky's okay. Yeah, Ricky's fine.
1: Um he has possibly one of my favorite lines in the movie where in any movie you mean in any movie yeah <laughs> where for some reason like the movie just detours into them playing baseball for 10 minutes um, for no reason no reason it's, it's not the at very all important. old
0: campers against the very young campers and this is like a very serious baseball game that has no payoff ever in the movie
1: and they're shit talking each other and one of the older guys is like eat shit and die ricky and then ricky's like Eat Eat shit and live, live, Bill. Bill. (laughs) Which, I mean... It's so good. I'm going to be using that. I know.
0: Uh, There's also my favorite outfit is in that uh, scene. There are a lot of really excellent short shorts and crop tops on men. So good. So good. So good. I don't know why men don't still dress like that. They
1: look great. I was thinking the exact same thing. Why don't we get to see more man thigh they look in the good world. i know yes. come on guys um, show us the gams and and oh but so the croppiest crop
0: top is in that scene <laughs> like it's like just like barely just below covers his nipples, nipples. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like if he was a woman there would be under boob as oh, sure. boobs
1: yeah uh the costume designer on this was the key costumer on the net my favorite oh Really? Movie. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I did not know that.
0: Did not know that. I just assumed that anyone who had anything to do with this movie never made it. <laughs> never a movie worked again. again. Um, the guy who made it is uh became a lawyer.
1: Oh interesting. A lot of the production crew also worked on Chud, which is another oh, okay. kind of cult classic from the eighties, yeah. Because um,
0: because this like was a real movie. But also seems like maybe it wasn't when you watch it. Yeah, well, based so you, on the acting and the accents alone,
1: <laughs> you told me to listen to the "How Did This Get Made?" episode mm-hmm. about this movie, mm-hmm. and they were like, "This seems like a like a summer camp had a class that was called like Let's Make a Movie," and this mm-hmm. was the movie that they made. Um, I don't know. I didn't actually think it was that. Bad. Like, I've seen a lot of it really bad horror bad. movies, so but it, it was bad. didn't really strike me as particularly bad. I enjoyed myself for most of it. So um yeah. Uh Wait, did you explain why you wanted to pick this movie? I don't I don't
0: remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, wait. So so the
0: uh, there's there are four technically four movies in the Sleepaway Camp mm-hmm. series. Um I think I've seen all of them but in the wrong order. Okay. Um so the first one I saw was Sleepaway Camp 2, mm-hmm. which stars Pamela Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen's <laughs> sister. She stars in the second and third one as Angela, the main character. Um the the murderer. I'll go ahead and give it away. Angela's the murderer. Um and
1: but so you're saw, you're rooting
0: for her by the end of the movie. I think I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, not for, she's murdering the wrong people.
1: Mm, I don't know. I mean, like, with the exception of the several children that she murders. <laughs> okay, there were several children. In, in the woods, just seemingly well, randomly. And like, what was wrong with Kenny? I mean. Which one was he?
0: He was the one who got murdered in the boat with the mullet, with the fluffy mullet the, who,
1: that I wanted to touch. The water snake guy? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. I had a really hard time keeping I, track of these people. I, know, I had I no only idea know all, who was a counselor and who yeah. was a camper. You can't tell.
0: No, you can't tell.
1: <laughs> it was some, some confusion abounded.
0: Um, I want to say that I love that this actually happens a couple times in the movie but I love that scene in particular it's like all the boys are trying to get all the girls to go skinny dipping with them in the lake and every single girl except one is like uh fuck off you can go by yourselves and And so they they do. do and then there's one girl that goes with them and Kenny knocks the boat over, and she's like, ugh, oh, never mind. Fuck you, dude. So she swims away, and all of the girls are waiting on the shore to rescue her. And then they all just leave together. Some good... Some good female energy.
1: Mm-hmm. That was nice. There's also a lot of, like, very bad mean girl energy
0: in this. Okay.
1: Judy. But I wait, do wait, want a t-shirt okay. that says Judy.
0: That's my favorite t-shirt. I have... I have... So... A, there's a character named Judy who's like the bitch. She has the best hair you will ever see in your life. It's incredible. It's like a horse's tail. <laughs> it's beautiful. And um, but a lot of the wears... hairstyles
1: in this movie are, are really interesting. I wrote a note about it because uh, the hair three question marks is this what happens when '80s hair goes camping? Because there's still like, especially Meg, like the tall mean one. Mm-hmm. Her hairstyles are, like, insane. Um, and, uh, like, they might have worked if, like, part of her hair was, like, teased and hairsprayed, you know? But, like, because they weren't doing that because they camp. were at camp. It just looks... Well, I don't know. Judy
0: did her hair. So that's how she yeah, got not murdered. It was with a curling iron. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Let me finish my story about I, I. got. It's like I don't even know what to talk about. I don't either. Um, I so I saw Sleepaway Camp two first, and I was in like college, and it was the first time I saw a movie and was like, oh, a bad movie can be very good. Oh yeah. Because the second and the third one are. I hate that this is the term that I have to use, but they're very campy. Mm-hmm. The second and the third one, like they're oh, we'll funny be... on purpose. All of these are very campy, I think. But probably. but the but the sec- like with this one, you get the feeling that they were trying to like make a horror movie, mm-hmm. and the second and third one were like a, were made by a totally different people, um, and they just like ran with it, and it's like they're very over the top. Not that this isn't, but you can tell they like saw what they had and ran with it. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. In two and three. Anyway. I
1: mean, s- speaking of campy, there is a character in this movie who would have like the Met Gala is not a competition, but if it was this year, she would have won if she just showed up in that cherry red bowler hat. Like that woman is camp. Oh,
0: the mom?
1: The mom. yes. Yeah, okay. She is so kooky okay it's like like
0: i mean her especially but like her and judy are in a different movie than everybody else like (laughs) the choices that they're making Mm -hmm. like make no sense for this movie and they're so bonkers and over the top but but do you think that's just because like with the mom um whose name is martha aunt martha um do you think with her it's just because she's obviously like a crazy person
1: I mean like, I there's obviously know. something wrong with her there's yeah. definitely something wrong with her um I'm I'm not sure uh th- the movie at the end gets into some weird things with uh gender and gender presentation um mm-hmm. and she is performing femininity in a really like exaggerated and weird way that I feel like that actress like made a very specific choice and it's like but running with it. But yeah. That's
0: that's it that's what sure. I wrote. That's yeah. what I wrote. I said she is making choices underlined.
1: Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, but I love her outfits.
0: Yes. And her nails are beautiful also. Mm. Um, I'm going to go back to the beginning because I don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. The first scene, if, if you don't listen to How Did This Get Made, go just listen to this one episode. It's the best episode they've ever done. And Uh, it's because, you don't think so? I think they're much better
1: at it now. Also, it's from 2012 and a lot of the jokes
0: do not hold up. Some of them don't, but, but to listen to them try to figure out the opening scene um like what's going on in the opening scene it's like four I missed, people watched four different movies yeah and i
1: missed so much of that mm-hmm. i didn't realize that that guy was like oh, yeah. someone who was gonna show up later because i i mean like i said i had a hard time keeping the like knowing who's who with the campers mm-hmm. they don't do a good job of uh you can't remember the people
0: yeah well um there's actually a really great animation that somebody made of them trying to, like, decipher the first <laughs> ten minutes of the movie. Um, it's cute. Um, so, the uh, I feel like the first time you know what you're in for is when you see the level of acting of the
1: water skier. <laughs> really incredible giving it her all
0: and but she is being tortured like yeah yeah that is pretty
1: horrifying
0: it's like there's in the beginning of the movie there's like two kids like a, a guy and a girl like teenagers driving a boat and they're like toting around a water skier who does not want to be water skiing and she is like traumatized like screaming that she hates it and then so the movie opens with a boating accident, where um, the the boat uh, with the water skier uh, kills two people who have fallen in the water. Because right? Is that the yeah, it's a.
1: As an adult man and two children in another boat on the same, lake, small boat, the two children, like, while he has his back to them, the two children push him in the water, which, by the way, you cannot sneak up on someone in a boat that small. I don't care how tiny you are. But he
0: he, he he let them do it. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, the the boat tips over.
1: They all wind up in the water. And then that's when, like, one of the campers is driving the other boat. And, like, no one is looking where they're going. And, except for except the water, for water skier. <laughs> has zero control over it.
0: And it's like, no, somebody stop them. And she's screaming. She just keeps screaming. It's insane. Yeah. And then the other best thing that happens during that scene is this man who we later find out is the father's lover. Um, Right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, as far as I... I think it.
0: so. I'm, yes. like I'm almost sure that he's the same person. And if not, just I, And, a and random I've seen man. the movie a lot of times. <laughs>
1: um,
0: cuz it only comes up like very briefly later and
1: mm-hmm. by then you're like, "Wait, what?" And it happens in a scene where they're <laughs> juxtaposing um like gay sex with uh childhood sexual abuse and incest. Like like the two scenes are Right next to each so, other.
0: I can see that like two different ways almost though. Like I I, I believe and agree that that's what they were trying to show. Mm-hmm. For like reasons that are totally weird and incorrect and just like oh, super fucked uh, up.
1: By the way, the director of this movie dedicated it to his mother. His
0: mom.
1: Which yeah. is interesting. And I think maybe he was just trying to work some shit out by making this movie yeah sure you know what Um, I mean but um but but, also I'm not sure how much of like a master plan there was either (laughs) you know what I mean like yeah were they really trying to say anything who fucking knows no that
0: that's what I mean and like like I just don't like because like that could be in a better movie or like, I don't know, you just, I don't know why you had to show that at all. Yeah. Like, it, that could just be played off as, like, these two kids, like, they're young, like, seven or eight, they're really young, like, saw sex, and then were, like, messing around, mm-hmm. you know? Like, ki- kids don't not do that stuff. Right. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. But the reason I brought up that man in the big be- different from the beginning is because it's also one of the best shots in the movie when the boat accident happens um the the man so the dad who gets killed by the other boat is in the water and this other man is on the shore and when the boat hits the family there's like a very quick shot of the guy on the shore just going john like Did you see that part? No. Oh my god, it is so funny. You have to go back and just watch for that shot. It's like a split second shot. He's just like right in the middle, like a close up of his face. He yells John with lots of drama, and then it's, and then they get murdered. (laughs) It's perfect. Yikes. Um,. So that's the beginning of the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. And then it, like, goes to a scene where, with the the kooky lady. It
0: goes to eight years later. Right,
1: with the weird hat. With Martha,
0: who the child, Angela, has gone to live with. Mm-hmm. And she's going to camp for the first time with her cousin, Ricky. Right. Um, sleepaway camp. Duh. Uh <laughs> so there's this whole weird scene where she's getting them ready for camp and then they leave and they go to camp where everyone is running down the the hill with one bag yelling at them
1: like (laughs) but you can't hear it because all the kids are like screaming and running and they're just yelling incomprehensible things and it's interesting because i watch everything with the captions on and it's so interesting to see what is and is not captioned Mm -hmm. in things and um in that scene there weren't there weren't any captions because you're not supposed to hear like what they're saying like all you're supposed to get is that like yelling and running and yelling and running which made me laugh really hard and then like the very next scene we get some pedophiles which was gross and terrible really gross also um
0: Oh, God, what's his name? The, like, second-in-command chef guy is James Earl Jones' dad. Oh, really?
1: Uh-huh. I did not know that.
0: You can hear it in his voice, and their name is the same. Um, uh, ben. That's his name, Ben. Um, ben, who takes over when the main uh, chef guy
1: is not murdered, but... Gravely injured. Gravely injured by the tallest pot you've ever seen. Oh my gosh! Okay, so so you yeah, know, was are there pots that tall? I Several don't. Question I words? mean, obviously there
0: are because it's in this movie. Not necessarily. That, not that could have fake, been a creation of the art department. Was, there's another part in the kitchen scene where um, there's like there's fly paper up, oh, and it has so many flies on I it. I loved that. So either they had a legitimate fly problem or, like, whoever made the props, like, worked really hard on that.
1: No, I'm pretty sure. Well, so a few things. One, uh, those bug strips get really gross, especially if you don't replace them. But, like, if you're in the middle of the woods, there's going to be a lot of bugs. Mm -hmm. Um, And two, I think it's to, like, illustrate how gross the kitchen is because there are Like, in the background, you see flies crawling over all sorts of stuff. But I just loved the framing of those bug strips, because they're, like, in the very foreground, but the camera is kind of, like, shooting through them, you know? So they, like, frame it. Yeah. Well, that's why I noticed them. Yeah. A little detail that I really appreciate. So there's actually, like, a lot of really great background details Um, Like, in the girls' cabin, there are these, like, beautiful U.S. forestry posters Mm -hmm. with Smokey the Bear on them, and there's one that has, like, all of these variety of trees on them, and one that has a bunch of different butterflies. Oh Yeah. Anyway, continue. Uh, I don't even know what I
0: was talking about. I guess the first... Okay. The first murder? Pedophile chef? Mm Mm-hmm. Attempted Um, murder. (laughs) Attempted murder, right. Okay, so... He, like totally tries to like rape or molest Angela in Mm -hmm. some way he does not get to because Ricky shows up and is like hey what are you doing and then he like like the like the abuse of like of these campers like because all of the all of the adults are so angry (laughs) all the time like and they're just like yelling at and like sometimes like physically abusing some Mm -hmm. of the children hey it was the 80s uh, yeah i guess oh. um so uh, so then the killer comes back and you know it's all like a point of view like we don't we don't see who the killer is it's just like we're we are the killer and we are murdering the chef who's like who ends up standing over the largest pot of boiling water you like it's ever literally in your life. at least five feet tall uh-huh he's standing on a chair to see if it's boiling and he's so he can he's salting it um and the the killer comes up and like starts to push his chair so he has to like grab on over the pot for balance and it takes like a few minutes for the killer to decide to pull the chair out and so the entire time, he could have just jumped down, but doesn't. Or fallen to the left or right. So, like So many choices he could have made, but instead, he just stands there, like, panicking,
1: and then go- goes down with this uh, pot of boiling water. Uh, side note about the weird choices that people make when they panic, I watched another really interesting movie that I hope we get to talk about later. Continue. Um, ooh, okay. Um, Oh, about that guy, though, he falls on the floor, the boiling water falls all over him, and then he's just, like, laying there, screaming, all burned, and really, the practical effects in this movie are probably one of the best things in it. They make no
0: sense, but they're also
1: incredible. Yeah, like, I was like, wait a minute, are those pustules on his face? And they're just, like, growing to, like,
0: like they're, like, cutting away from him, and every time they cut back, there's, like, more bubbles on his face and they're like throbbing crying. too.
1: So yes. I in the IMDb trivia I was so excited that there was a note about this that uh, for this sequence the actor was propped up on a fake floor and underneath mm-hmm. liquid gelatin was pumped yes. through the blisters to give the impression yes. that they were pulsating and I was That's like incredible. Fuck yeah. Yes. <laughs> that rules. Very cool. Um
0: so the ambulance come takes that guy away. Uh, we find out that the camp owner really doesn't want anyone to know about this.
1: His (laughs) primary concern is not anyone's safety. It's not anyone (laughs) having a good time. It's not anything that like a camp director should probably be concerned with other than like keeping this under wraps so that the campers like don't freak out. And so their parents don't freak out and Mm -hmm. bring them home and like take their money back. Like that's his number one concern is like making sure that he gets all the money that's supposed to come to him. Hmm. Um.
0: So then, the next should we go to the next murder? Does anything happen good in between?
1: Let's see.
0: I mean, it's okay. It's worth saying that at this point in the movie, Angela has not said a single word. Yeah. She doesn't talk and she doesn't blink either. And it I makes everyone... I not, what? Did
1: not, I did not notice the not blinking.
0: But that's She doesn't blink either. Uh, she just has these, like, giant brown eyes, and she stares at everyone. Yeah. And it makes everyone furious.
1: Yeah, because they, like... Pr- and it's, it's so true. Like, if you just be quiet, people project all sorts of, like, crazy shit on you. <laughs> um, but I guess when they cast her, the director uh, would just have act- actresses stare like wide-eyed and straight ahead while also pretending to eat a candy bar.
0: Oh, why? She doesn't eat very much in this movie.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um and they almost well they did actually originally cast Jane Krak- Krakowski yeah. to play Judy and then she like dropped out at the last minute, which is pretty wild. Um, but, yeah, she doesn't really speak, um, which is not uncommon for young women who have, like, undergone a tremendous amount of trauma, especially around people that they don't know or they're not comfortable with. Or people who are, you know, continuing to abuse her, as, like, literally everyone around her is.
0: Oh, okay, so, so yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, but she, like, she also has gone through, like, two kinds of trauma.
1: Oh, no. There's, like... I, there's, like, clearly, like, multiple levels of trauma that this <laughs> No, yeah, but I mean, through. like, t- there yeah. are two,
0: like, very specific traumatic events. Yeah. One of which we don't know until the end of the movie, but mm-hmm. one of which we do know, which is that her family was killed in front of her. Right. And nobody... Which like, is enough to make
1: you, like, totally, shut up but, for a little but while. But it's
0: like nobody... Nobody seems to be, like, even supporting her in that yeah. part that surely they could know about.
1: Yeah, I mean... We still also, don't really know how to, like, deal with people who have experienced also, trauma. And that was mm, definitely not true in the 80s. Like
0: maybe if this person's family was killed in a water accident, sending them to camp where there are a lot of water well, activities yeah. isn't the best choice. Yeah. Um.
1: Question, is this the same camp? I don't think so. Okay, because I, I wasn't it is. sure. And then, at the, like, at the very beginning before even, I think, the water ski science... Uh, The water ski scene, or maybe directly after it, you see, like, a foggy camp that's, like, all boarded up. Oh, that's the very
0: beginning, yeah. Yeah. That's that's just foreshadowing. Which camp is this? Is this the same
1: camp? Is this a Friday... Wait. Yeah, Friday the 13th scenario where they're, like, reopening a camp where something bad has happened in the past? You know, I just wasn't sure. But it doesn't really matter, I guess. It would be like triggering for anyone to go back into a setting like this especially when everyone is just like yelling and throwing things at you also
0: and like demanding that you go in the water and like participate in the activities yeah <laughs> like, ugh, yeah um okay in the next murder so kenny gets murdered next and which one is he kenny is the one with the fluffy mullet okay who, like a there's water like snake the, guy. yeah there's like the two there's like two boys one of them is kenny i don't think the other one has a name who like go up to angela at like the canteen and like try to talk to her like you know as kind of like a dumb dude challenge to like mm-hmm. see if one of them can get her to engage which they can't spoiler um she doesn't talk until paul shows up um
1: and he's just like nice to her and she's like okay yeah <laughs> um
0: and then he's not he paul like paul always starts out really great and then really takes like a hard turn and you're like oh buddy you almost had it and then you got a little rapey mm-hmm.
1: um don't they all just uh, kidding no nope, that that was a bad joke no nope. i regret it <laughs>
0: uh oh okay so I, I kind of think she murders kenny because because of how he talks to her in the canteen mm-hmm. um so she drowns.
1: And him? also because he, like, lures that girl out onto the lake and then, like, dumps her in the water, basically.
0: Yeah, and then she's like, ugh, never mind. She swims away and her friends rescue her. Yeah. Um. But he's also just, like, stoned and, like, still stays under the canoe by himself, singing to himself, <laughs> yeah. which is very silly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, she drowns him, and we get our first instance of, like, the jazz hands that everybody does when they die in this movie. <laughs> um, they, like, everyone does hands that, like, look like they're waving goodbye almost when they get murdered. <laughs> goodbye! Um, uh, so, and then they find him the next day, and he's, like so gross like it looks it doesn't look like he was drowned like it looks like he was like mauled
1: yeah well so he was teasing the girl that he was out there with about there being water snakes and snapping turtles in the lake and whatever and so when they find his body he's been like eaten by snapping turtles and a a snake actually crawls out of his mouth which i loved so much it's a great shot
0: yep um and then we meet mustache cop for the first time, I think. Who I like. Yeah. He has a great mustache. And then later... And by great maybe, mustache, you mean very bad fake mustache. No, 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 no. His is real. No, okay. So, here's what I was going to say. So, there's there's mustache cop in this scene. Mm-hmm. Who I think... I'll go back and watch again, but I think his mustache is real. Okay. And then later another cop comes with the fakest mustache you've ever
1: seen in your life. Do you think he's supposed to be the same guy? That's my question. (laughs) Do you think they just couldn't get
0: that guy back? I think that's true.
1: "Uh." Um, Because there were, like when I was reading the IMDB trivia, there were a lot of instances where they had to have somebody else stand in for whoever was playing the part. Like, um, I guess the girl, the... Uh, winds up in the lake with water snake boy when mm-hmm. she like when they the girls scoop her out of the water that's actually the director's wife because mm-hmm. the girl that played that actress had mono and like couldn't, <laughs> no. you know so like there were a bunch of uh, situations like that where somebody else had to stand in
0: it's which like doesn't matter like you don't even notice it most of the time Every i mean i guess it's... but it did not help
1: with my inability to no. tell who was who in
0: this movie <laughs> no definitely not Um, But most of the background people feel pretty interchangeable. Mm -hmm. There were, yeah, okay, there were, like, a lot of male counselors that would come in and out of scenes and kind of have, like, one or two lines here and there that I would be like, wait, have I seen this person before? (laughs) And then, like, would maybe never see them again? Like, I don't know. So hard to tell. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's the second murder camp. The guy who runs the camp is still like, "Oh, no one can know about this. It, it was an have, accident. He must have hit his head when the thing turned over." Yeah, and and the nice counselor with the shorts and the boobs is like, "Huh, I just I remember that him being a pretty good swimmer. He's he's onto it." Yeah. Um. And then. And then there are no murders for a little while.
1: Yeah, just playing baseball and but, doing camp shit.
0: Yeah, and like Angela's making everybody angry. They're like throwing water balloons at her sometimes. Judy uh, is whipping her hair back and forth. Ah, uh, Judy. Judy's <laughs> having her side ponytail. Um, the the writing on this like the the writing is pretty bad. Um, but some most of the characters do choose to deliver their lines as if they're like trying to be regular people but like that's the difference between judy and everybody else Mm -hmm. judy's doing her best like over the top like 1940s like just crazy crazy delivery
1: why do you say nineteen forties?
0: I don't know. You just like it's like that style of acting before like method acting existed, or everybody was still like they just were on a stage, speaking with mid Atlantic kind of. accents. Yeah, like
1: that's hmm. a little bit what Judy's doing. Interesting. Which I feel like teenage girls sometimes do in real life, like not necessarily acting <laughs> like you know, uh, some person who's recently transitioned from the stage to the screen, but like kind of like putting on. A more sophisticated Mm -hmm, and, you know, like, worldly
0: Oh, and, like, Judy definitely is a character who would do that. Mm -hmm. It just, like, comes off as very insane. Yeah. Um, And Angela is, like, hanging out with Paul, who sometimes is really good at consent and sometimes (sighs) is really bad at it. And like that definitely yeah. freaks her out And she tries really hard to draw boundaries And then he kind of pushes them Yeah
1: You say sometimes pretty good Sometimes very bad I would say mostly very bad Occasionally okay
0: he, he always starts off okay Yeah And then like goes downhill Um. So then the next murder Is the bee murder
1: I loved the bee murder That was great
0: also, yeah. Okay, so the next murder is a guy who's got to take a wicked, wicked dump. shit. Oh, Wick, yeah, he does say it's wicked, a wicked, wicked dump. dump. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a very New England thing to say <laughs> for a movie that is clearly just people from Long Island. Mm. Yeah, it was um, shot in the Adirondacks.
1: So a New York. Thing. They all
0: have like like horrible New York accents. Um, and. So he goes to take a Wicked Dump, gets locked into the stall. Uh, the killer um, breaks into the window behind him and throws in a, a beehive, mm-hmm. which kills him, I guess.
1: Yeah, because they just are like swarming him and stinging him. And His face that's... is covered.
0: Yeah. And he's I mean, like, covered what... in welts also, which right. I don't think is how bees work.
1: Uh, It depends. I mean, if you're allergic to bee stings, that could definitely kill you. And it would swell up. I'm not sure if those pustules would then explode like volcanoes the way that his face did. (laughs) Um, Which also I appreciated very much, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as an enthusiast of practical effects. But the uh for that scene it was like when he's laying on the floor there's like a swarm of bees on his face and i was wondering how they did that too and apparently they made a dummy of him and then put like a sugar mixture mm-hmm. on the face to make the bees stay there yeah it's pretty cool
0: um and then the murders kind of start happening rapid fire after that and everyone starts to be like oh i think there's a murderer here <laughs> Um, uh, and the kid for some oh meg okay meg is the next one to go
1: isn't she oh yeah she Ugh. she is i guess having an affair with mel who's in his 60s and she is like 16 mel
0: is the guy who runs the camp
1: yeah and so they're gonna have a date that evening so she is you know in the shower, singing, singing getting real crazy, getting ready—you know, doing her thing—and then she gets stabbed through the shower wall and down, her, like the entire length of her and, back.
0: And that's another one, though, where it's like she could have just stepped away from mm-hmm. the shower wall, mm. but instead she lets herself get stabbed all the way down the back. <laughs> um, and then and then. Stays there, standing up, <laughs> until Mel, like, goes searching for her a little bit later. And the moment he walks in the door, she falls down out of the shower. Yeah. Um, And Mel is convinced that Ricky, Angela's cousin, is the killer. So mm-hmm. he's, like, going after Ricky.
1: I don't know, really get why he thinks it's Ricky. He saw the hate in his eyes from the moment he met him or something like that. I yeah, don't know. So,
0: I don't know. He thinks Ricky did it. And so he's like this is another instance of him just like strangling this poor child who isn't the murderer. Um and then a bunch of kids on a camping trip get murdered. Who are like, those kids are younger than anyone else we've seen at the camp so far.
1: I wasn't even sure if they were actual campers. I was was like, is this a Boy Scout troop? Like, who are these children?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and they like, like, why did you, like, you didn't leave for your camping trip until nighttime? Really, you're going to have to set up in the dark now? Until nighttime,
1: after everyone has agreed, like, oh, maybe there's a murderer here, and we should, like, consolidate the I think they left
0: right before they knew there was a murderer. Oh, okay. They left, like, right before that. Yeah. um, But then the, there's, like, one kid who's like, I'm scared. And the counselor is like, fine, I'll take you back. So he leaves oh, all of the other kids in the woods and takes the one kid back. And then when he returns, all the kids are murdered.
1: But it, which was also difficult to see because it's dark and it's most like all you see is just like bloody stuffing mm-hmm. from, like, pillows. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I had to rewind it a few times to try and figure out what happened.
0: Yeah. Um, So then, who gets murdered after that? Is it Paul
1: after that? Is that everyone? Oh, I don't know. I did not. Um, I I think the body count was something like 13. So, and there were like three or four of those kids. Yeah.
0: Um, Okay. So then everyone's like running around the camp. They're like, they know that Angela and Paul and Ricky are missing. And Angela had asked Ricky, nope, Paul, to come down to the to meet her on the beach. And he was like, yeah, because, you know, in his brain you can tell. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get laid. This is going to be the best. Um, And so they go down to the beach together, and she's like, let's go in the water. And he's like, okay, and he takes all his clothes off. And then that's the last time we see them, the viewer, before we then see the like counselors find them on the beach Mm -hmm. and it's like a shot from behind and you can see that ricky is like laying in angela's lap and she's like holding his head and then that's when you get the flashback to what actually happened Mm -hmm. eight years ago which is that so a dad and one child died it was the girl child who died the boy child lived and was sent to live with aunt martha who immediately decided that the boy was now a girl because she already had a little boy and wanted a little girl and So that just
1: wouldn't do <laughs> yeah. two boys
0: um, and so she names her angela raises him as a girl Yeah, Um, so we see that and then we cut back to present day on the beach and Angela stands up and Ricky's decapitated head rolls onto the beach and she is like does this crazy, crazy scream and makes a crazy, crazy face and then it pans out and you can see her penis because she's a boy and then and the movie ends or he's <laughs> like, a boy? Like, the i don't end. even know what words to use correctly
1: yeah well so um like i said i was like with the movie right up until that moment and i was like I, my like thought process was exactly wait what's happening oh no <laughs> and then it was yeah. over um but then I was on Letterbox like reading people's reviews of it, and I came across a review from a woman named Autumn Faust, who is a trans woman herself, mm-hmm. and I wanted to read this because she makes a lot of really interesting points, and also has kind of an interesting viewpoint. On mm-hmm, the movie. Okay. So she says, "Quote: As a trans woman, I feel expect- expected to be offended by this film." Uh, by its reputation in the community. Fortunately, I am not bound by my sister's tendencies of dismissal towards bigoted art or especially imperfectly phrased art, as this merely is. It's rather surprising to me that it isn't more widely celebrated in trans circles. Of all the slashers I've seen, this is the one... This is the only one I think I have to. I have actually rooted for death in. The film is so removed from any semblance of emotional reality that death doesn't mean the same thing as it would in a film with even a modicum of realism. The baddies are so cartoonishly irredeemable, picking on Angela just because she's an easy target. They even defeminate her. She is one of the most likable slasher villains, especially for a trans woman, in league with Freddy Krueger. The obvious... There's obviously an argument to be made about the pathhol sorry I have to make this text bigger because my eyes are bad uh there's obviously an argument to be made about the path pathologization of gender dysphoria here but that is incorrectly placing the film in a context where it shares the same pathology as we do in reality this is a movie where a camp supervisor nearly beats a kid to death for the mere mere suspicion not of murder for its evil but of ruining the camp's business with all the murders this is a goof, more frank than it is horrific, at least until the last scene, with elaborate murder set pieces and dialogue quotable due to its weird blend of turgidity and blunt honesty. I love that word, turgidity. That's great. Anyway, these moments feel made to stick out and feed the film's absurd tone, general generated primarily by people framed in the middle of a shot, commanding it with a stare or taking the focus as a full body pillar on the landscape and, and by a bizarre shouty performance style, there are touches of queer camp dotting the film as well. The profoundly flamboyant mother, the softness of the lighting on the cuddly gay men, the abundance of short, the abundance of short pants, and obviously (laughs) Angela's melancholy with retroactive or prior knowledge of the twist. I found it very charming. Angela's force, Femme origin is a fetish in many trans is a fetish many trans women have prior to transition and sometimes the affinity carries over. To have a character forced femme after a trauma is a serious long term capacity to turn into a murderer doesn't imply trans people are murderers. It's a legitimately fucked up thing to have happen to a person. More so than being simply routinely assigned the incorrect gender at birth. It doesn't necessarily or it doesn't really need to to make more psychological sense than fucked up, and indeed the film doesn't probe very seri- a very serious inquiry past that, and indeed it shouldn't. This is a film of quotables and shock value. The final twist in a Grindhouse context is a shock conceit. It will never be a default expectation. Uh, It will never be a default expectation that a woman has a penis. It can become a banality, but simply because the film does not express that ideal does not make it an insidious work. The invocation of the trap trope here is honestly employed very neutrally meaning Angela isn't evil for hiding her body it's a meaningless surprise it changes almost nothing except our conception of Angela's already nonsensical psychology she is sympathetic the entire film I don't see how explaining that as victimhood and queerness changes that at any rate I thought she was awesome so that is one trans woman's opinion about this movie she's by no means representative of all trans women, how they feel about this movie, all trans people, all queer people. It's not a monolith, but I just thought that that was a really interesting perspective mm. on this.
0: Yeah, definitely. And the the other article that you sent me about it was interesting mm-hmm. also. You read that one too, yeah?
1: Yeah, that one was by B.J. Colangelo, um, who is a... I, Believe a cisgender woman who is partnered with a trans woman,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: she basically said, "Like, yeah, this movie is really problematic. It's in in ways is deeply harmful to the community, but we still kind of love it, you know. Yeah. And it's like not a binary yes or no. This yeah. is bad. This is good. But like a way more complicated relationship that they have to the film because, like." This may have been the very first time that they got to see someone who vaguely resembled something other than, you know, what is mm-hmm. considered the norm, you know?
0: I want to read one part of that because, mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely, like, she definitely lets it live in a very gray area and still obviously, like, loves this movie and is not rejecting this movie just because of its problems there. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, Sleepaway Camp is a terrible transgender representation, yes, but it's an incredible metaphor about how forcing gender roles onto someone that doesn't align with who they are is fucking dangerous. If Peter had not been forced to live his life as Angela, the events of Sleepaway Camp would have been avoided. If he was presenting as male, the creepy kitchen worker wouldn't have tried to assault him. If Peter was presenting as male, he wouldn't have been terrified to shower and be clocked by his bunkmates. If Peter was presenting as male, he would have had ronnie as an understanding counselor and not the awful bitch meg which means that peter also wouldn't have gotten onto the camp owner mel's shit list the rest of the campers i cannot speak for as they very may well have bullied the aquaphobic peter the same way they did angela but whether or not peter would have had as much mental anguish from gender dysphoria is not something we can predict so it's just like i i i yeah i appreciate that um that that people who are are better able to speak about these issues than i am because these are not my issues i have not lived this mm-hmm. um are
1: like no this can live in a gray area a yeah we don't bit. have to light it on <laughs> fire and put um, it on the great trash barge if we don't need this anymore i think it's yeah. a really interesting film and and like can spark interesting conversations maybe you know um but not everyone is as like sensitive to these issues and i think for a lot of people um who are not like they just see this as like crazy shock whatever you know and it's like removed from any person's real experience who has lived with gender dysphoria or whatever you know they're not thinking about that at all people who are not as sensitive to these issues. I mean...
0: Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm conflicted about whether or not I can keep watching it. I was ready Mm. to throw it away. I was like, I don't know, maybe we just shouldn't have this movie anymore. But, dang, it's so good until it's not.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's like... eh. And like I said before, like, the director dedicated this movie to his mother, like, he is going through some shit i think cuz he also wrote the movie um and like i i don't know if any of this is like directly autobiographical it's probably not you know what i mean but like the we talked about in the last episode that like david lynch made lost highway after like living through the the oj trial you know what mm-hmm. i mean and that that like influenced the the construction of that story and the execution of it in the film. And it's like, things don't necessarily have to have like a direct one-to-one influence and representation in film, but you know, if fucked up shit happens to you in your life as artists, we, you know, use that in our work. Um, so I, 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 think that there, there's more going on here than just, you know, shock for shock's value. Maybe, yeah. Which, like, many of the horror movies from this era are shock for shock value. Well, in general, I guess, not just from that era, but especially in the 80s, you know, it's just tits and blood and, you know. Well, and
0: this is, I mean, I like. I think the reason this movie, like, we're talking about it now is because it is kind of actually more, it's more than tits and blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, first of all, there are no tits. You can see more dicks in this than you can see tits. It's true. Because of the short shorts. <laughs> so um, many outlines of penises. So many. Um Yeah, so it actually is a little bit like different from somebody's horror in that way, or it like doesn't use that for shock value. It actually mm-hmm. uses other stuff. Right. Like pedophilia which <laughs> well yeah, ugh, yeah i don't know um hmm. and, and like i i think like my question is like like this movie is almost as good a movie without all that without all the problematic stuff like oh, let's I say cuz the let's whole say time. Angela
1: was just a girl yeah, who has lived through a ton of trauma <laughs> and is like working it was that just out. Murdering Which people. also, I have to make my general blanket statement that uh, people who have been traumatized and aren't living with mental illness are not murderers. Oh my and that's uh, obviously under no circumstances should <laughs> no. we equate those things. No. Um, and, and that no. actually, people with mental illness and people who have lived through trauma are actually more. Um, susceptible to uh, violence and abuse from others. Well, as and as you can see
0: with Angela in this movie. Yeah, guess she also happens to be a murderer, but she also is like super abused by the people around her. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, cause like to me, like the this movie almost is still like yeah, you don't have like the crazy twist at the end that like is very famous at this
1: point. But I had no, like, I had no idea it was coming. I don't no. know how I've lived to the age of thirty-two <laughs> and seen as many horror movies as, as I have, and like, not have seen this coming because I was like, "Did you
0: know Whoa. that she was the killer?"
1: The whole time, I, I was like, I was like cycling through in my head, like, "Oh, it's definitely her." No, um, actually, well, who maybe else do you think it might be? Well, I thought it might have been Ricky, and then I thought. Mm-hmm maybe it's a third person who is unrelated then i thought maybe it's the nice uh lady counselor but mm-hmm. i was like no she's too pale and these hands are tanner <laughs> um <laughs> and then i thought maybe it was meaty crop top guy but like the hand wasn't meaty enough um the and then hand i was like, definitely looked like a Like a child's hand. Yeah. And then I thought, you know, maybe this is a completely unrelated third person or like whatever. And so I was just like going through in my head where like every time I thought that I had it figured out, like something would throw me off. And so the whole time between that and the fact that I just didn't know what was happening more broadly and generally um, made it like really fun because the whole time I was like I have no fucking idea what's happening <laughs> like what's what's going on what's next um, and that that's a delight
0: I mean that's a good horror movie
1: yeah absolutely I mean this this actually became a pretty unexpected hit and something of a cult favorite for horror movie buffs which is obviously why we're talking about it right now it actually made 30 times more than what was spent on it how that much wild? did it
0: cost to make? It couldn't have been very questionable.
1: No, I think it was like I did see that at some point. Hang on. Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> in
0: nineteen eighty two money.
1: Yeah, so if we do three hundred wait, what did I say?
0: Ooh, is there a calculator for that? Of course there is. Use, yeah, you just you Google live in the future. <laughs> Duh. Three hundred fifty thousand in
1: nineteen eighty three? Yeah. How much it's worth today is approximately $90,000. So it, it just still doesn't even cl- Wait, no, I did that wrong. 350. Okay. But yeah, about $900,000. So it still like wouldn't even clear a million dollars. Pretty wild. And how
0: much did it make since I mean it's probably still somehow making money. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean I I streamed it on Amazon um it's on Amazon Prime, but there's a second copy of it on Amazon that you can pay to rent or buy, because they like to trick people that way sometimes. So yeah, I don't know. Oh, this <laughs> this was driving me nuts the whole time that I was watching this was that uh, they shot this in like early fall, um, but it was set midsummer. So. On IMDB it says that the crew had to spray paint brown leaves and grass green to keep continuity, but they did a real bad job of that because yeah, it's it doesn't like look great. constantly back and forth between like green and like September and the Adirondacks colors.
0: Uh and also like nobody ever looks like even close to being like hot or
1: sweaty. Yeah. Even in the baseball game, aside from
0: the... And they're wearing pants
1: in the baseball yeah, game. That's what I was gonna say. Aside from <laughs> the one guy who's wearing short shorts and the the crappiest crop top you've ever seen. Oh, uh, do you want to ch- talk about Judy's death? Oh, yeah, we skipped Judy. We
0: did. Okay. Well, it's all—it's another one that is not a death. Judy does not die.
1: Right. Well, I think she was originally supposed to die, but um, a shot of her dead body was actually cut by the MPAA for being too grisly. Oh, so wow, I wonder that, what it looked like because yeah, there's some other that gross the stuff that opens the possibility.
0: Yeah. Um, Because, so then they made a short, like, Judy came back, Mm -hmm. and they made a short about it, like, several years later. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Okay, so Judy uh, gets killed, not, or not killed, gets attempted to be murdered? I don't know. By being, so she's smothered with a pillow, and we see in a shadow um, a, a, the curling iron, the hot curling iron that she had just been using, we assume gets shoved up her vagina.
1: I mean, that that's one reading of it. I was just like, I'm going to assume that that's not what happened. <laughs> oh no, I'm sure that's what happened. I'm sure that's what was, yeah, that was what they meant. Um, but the, 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 uh, reasonable disbelief on that is that she like opens the curling iron before why did she i did have that it. question why did yeah. she open it yeah because it's like i was like well i mean if she's doing that she could be curling ironing her toes or no. like something else no. i mean obviously yeah but i uh, yeah so that's upsetting and gross um yeah. you said why like you were surprised that the the mpa cut that one i think specifically because it does involve um i mean i'm sure we didn't see her vagina in that shot but like because it involves a vagina i think the mpaa which is notoriously stupid (laughs) you know what i mean um for like they'll allow all sorts of violence but god forbid there's yeah yeah um but yeah like
0: because what would like what would they have even shown though like Because so she got smothered with a pillow that wouldn't Mm -hmm. look like anything. So whatever they showed had to be some kind of genital burn somewhere, right? Yeah. Or at least, yeah. I don't know. Because she
1: she also like dumps her body behind the bed, you know. Mm -hmm. So like I don't know. Who knows? We'll never know.
0: I just want a Judy shirt.
1: Me too. I've um, gone as
0: far as asking people to, if they could identify that font for me, so that I could. Oh, make I can. It. Yeah. Well, oh, have um, I not asked you this? I don't think so. Oh, okay. If you can identify that font, I will 100% make a Judy T-shirt.
1: Yeah, I think it's. um, Oh God, I, I'll look it up later. I know exactly what it is, or not exactly, but like approximately, you can approximate it. Um, yeah, there. That's one of the things that Wet Hot American Summer lifted from this movie Mm -hmm. and I was like oh that's where this is from. Wait what? The Judy shirt. One of the characters in Wet Hot is definitely wearing a let's see. Oh I don't remember
0: that I haven't seen that movie in a long time.
1: Oh well I hope that we get to it at some point this summer since we'll be doing. I was gonna say
0: we should we should we should get to it but we should also watch at least one or two other 80s camp movies first yeah because that's what they're pulling from and like there's some that I haven't seen that I'm sure they pull from like I think Meatballs is probably one of them Mm -hmm. and I've never seen
1: that um Um, I do really want to do Little Darlings which I think is from like 1980 okay yeah um I'm looking I don't know well we'll yeah I think
0: Wet Hot should be like probably the last one that we do Mm -hmm. I think that's a good idea
1: I also want to watch, um, the, cause they made like a series out of it on Netflix. Which oh, yeah, I watched it. I did watch it. It was fine. Um, but I want to watch it like in chronological order. Hmm. Okay. So that like, because like the, the original movie is like their camp reunion. Right. Mm-hmm. So the series no, is actually. The,
0: no, the original movie is. No, it's just Camp. Okay.
1: okay, well, I don't know. I can't really remember, but, like, no, no, there's either. some fuckery in time, and the series is funny because they're even older now, but they're playing younger, I think. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, uh, Ken Marino said that he uh, lifted his character partially from maybe Crop Top and another movie. I forget which one. but Yeah.
0: Um, we didn't. I don't think we said this. The reason we're doing camp movies is because I am going to live at sleepaway camp. Oh yeah, exciting um, for the for eight weeks this summer.
1: Did you go to camp
0: as a child? Mm, I well no. I went to okay, kind of. I went to day camp as a child. Yeah. Um, but then I went to I went to sleepaway camp, but it was gymnastics camp, so it wasn't okay. like you didn't go for the whole summer because if you did, mm-hmm. you would die we just went for like two weeks at a time yeah because it it was just like six hours of gymnastics a day every day that's i'm tired god it was the best no it was the best i went to when i grew up i went to a gym where we were like a little bit held back because they didn't want to, like, push us really hard when we were really young. Which, like, mm-hmm. in some ways was probably really good. You know, I never got, like, super injured or anything like that. But we also weren't really allowed to advance as quickly as we definitely could have. Yeah. So, like, there was stuff they just wouldn't let us do. And so then we would go to camp and we would do all of it. <laughs> it oh, was nice. the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I,
0: what were you going to say? Um, no, that's all. Oh, okay.
1: I was going to say, I also went to day camp. And then when I was Which in high school. Which one did you go to? Um, at the time, it was in West Milford. At the time, it was called Camp Gilgal. And okay. it was like a weirdly Christian camp. And oh. that wasn't why my parents sent me there. They were just like, you need to go be around people and mm-hmm. not home. Um, because left to my own devices, I will just stay in my room for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um and so, well, actually I did several day camps. I did like a soccer camp. I did a tennis camp. I don't do well in the heat, so all of these were disasters. Um, and then the the one that I went to like a few years in a row was Camp Gilgal, which I remember being fun. Um, and then I went back one more time, like maybe the summer between eighth and ninth grade or between ninth and 10th grade. Um, at which point, I was goth as hell and pissed <laughs> off that I had to be there. I had a real bad attitude. And at that time, it was called Camp Solid Rock. Still Christian. Weird. Yeah. I... And then when I was in high school, had to go to band camp every year, which I hated so fucking much.
0: Was that for all summer, though?
1: No. It was only... I think band camp was only a week, but it felt <laughs> nine years long because, like... We would have to get up so early in the morning and like go out into the field and like, oh god, so much sun and heat. Yeah,
0: I hated camp for that reason and for like ten other reasons. I just yeah. like, I I still like have a hard time being in the sun for that long. Like mm-hmm. one, because I just get really sunburned, and sunscreen is disgusting and feels disgusting. And I just I know, like, but you gotta I'm use it. I know it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And, like, I hate being made to do activities that I don't want to do. And so there were so many activities I was just like, yeah, no, not doing that. Like, I did a real Angela at a lot of it, I think. (laughs) Um, Which, like, which is not – which, like, feels, like, sad now because I think the reason I was like that is because I just, like – I had so much anxiety that I had a very hard time like existing or like trying or doing anything in like large groups of people where I felt uncomfortable for any reason. Mm -hmm. And so like I had a really hard time. I like the only things I remember like feeling okay doing were like gymnastics and cooking. And the cooking I think was just because it was inside. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I was miserable. Hated it. But my best friend was there, and so that helped. Oh, that does help.
1: Yeah. Uh, When I was, the summer between my junior and senior year, I did a pre-college program, which definitely, like, wasn't camp, but was kind of like camp. Um, And that was super cool, because I got to, like, live in Brooklyn for a month and hang out with other artsy weirdos. And that was, like, life-changing, to, like, be around other
0: Mm, artists.
1: Yeah that was very cool and also because my dad uh insisted on living vicariously through my brother and I so he would come to band camp with us (laughs) as a chaperone which was real fucking uncool you know so that was the first time that I really was like away from them Mm -hmm. which was great
0: yeah that seems that sounds really nice to be able to go somewhere where like you actually feel like you're like the other people
1: oh yeah it was I think that was part of
0: my thing too yeah, because it's it, like mm, all these people seem like normal and like they're having fun and like I'm not <laughs> like
1: that what's wrong with me help I don't fit in yes absolutely 100% my exact uh, experience with other day camps um, yeah so that rolled I mean because I always felt like an alien I still do mm-hmm, you know too. so to be yeah. in an environment where I'm like oh we're all aliens mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. you yeah. know we might be from different planets but we're definitely not from this one got your people
0: yeah Oh, I did do a lot of um, theater at camp, though. Until I was like, oh yeah, I also went to theater camps.
1: You <laughs> I did about that, yeah. Not sleepaway camps, but I did um, day camp, like theater day camps.
0: Um, I yeah, I was like totally at, like so when I starting when I was like seven, probably. Like for a few years, I would actually get cast in parts, and then. I I don't know why I stopped
1: I probably got too freaked out or like mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> well that was I told the when we did our hook episode I told the story about the time that I played Peter Pan and forgot yes. all the words yes. that was that was at a uh like I think it was it couldn't have only been a week it was maybe like a two or three week session um and we would do at the end of it like a bunch of different scenes and songs from from different stuff and I was assigned i've got to crow and skipped a verse and then had to (laughs) cockwalk around the stage filming because i had nothing to sing oh i want a video of it so bad oh i'm sure it probably does exist and i would die if i ever saw it like because just talking about it i my face is red i'm hot with shame and like it because i used to like love doing theater stuff I would be Mm -hmm. so nervous like and really like about to vomit right up until the second I stepped on stage and then once I was out there I was fine and it was like this is the best feeling in the world until that happened and then like could not overcome that stage fright
0: oh wait so that means I've probably told my story about a similar thing too right I don't know I don't it was it wasn't as bad as that it was um I I was the um i was playing the cinderella's fairy godmother Mm -hmm. so like i had that whole song was like my solo um and like i there's a part at the end where she says bippity boppity like eight times (laughs) and i knew that i did not know how many times to say it and i just like i like worked so hard to not fuck it up and i sang it too many times Uh oh and i i was just so disappointed in myself yeah Yeah, I mean, I'm. There was no way I could remember how many bippity boppities there were.
1: (laughs) I'm like still actively trying to overcome my stage fright. Like that's, I have no interest in actually doing like the storytelling shows that I do. But I'm just like, I just need to get on stage so that like maybe I won't die still feeling like this.
0: It's powerful to then realize that you didn't die.
1: Yeah. Because you. But I get real close every single time I know. Yeah. like oh no this is definitely the time that my heart is going to explode for mm-hmm. sure uh there's a wonderful line in tuca and birdie where she, birdie is talking about giving a presentation at work and that she's like nervous that she'll open her mouth and sna- a bunch of snakes will come out
0: and then her coworker opens his mouth later and a bunch of snakes come out yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like, oh so my god funny. this never happens yeah
1: um <laughs> yeah opening my mouth and a bunch (laughs) of snakes coming out like that was like it was interesting to hear that because i was like oh that just articulated a fear that i could not previously articulate but i absolutely like 100 percent have not necessarily snakes bees maybe um other assorted things that people don't like yeah
0: yeah but it makes you stronger to realize that you don't die, even if you messed up. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know. it still feels had, so horrendous every time. I, I do had it. to learn that I had to learn that again last weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we had a show last weekend, and I was like really freaked out. One of the acts I was like, mm, not worried, this is going to be fine. it's fun, okay, cool, and then but the other act, I was like, dang, like we don't make these tricks half the time like right like and we didn't make some of them and that was fine and we also didn't make one and then tried it again and did make it which people love even more so
1: <laughs> that's you know, true it's a uh.
0: it was a blessing and also like but i just could i was really freaked out beforehand yeah
1: it's Yuck. yeah yeah and you're wearing hot pants while doing all of this.
0: Oh Well, that just helps. But
1: I don't understand good. that at all. That oh doesn't make God. any sense to me. God,
0: it feels so good. Like, that's
1: that's one of my favorite parts. Oh, my God. That's one of my worst nightmares. Oh, I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, like, put me in sequins and tiny pants and, like, um, I can... I feel more powerful. Yeah. I way. mean, that
1: if there's sequins, I definitely understand that. Or, like, streamers, fringe, anything that will, like, <laughs> take... The attention away from everything else that I'm doing.
0: Well, I'm also particularly proud of my butt because I have a very good butt that I work. You have an excellent really butt. Ha- I worked mm-hmm. really hard on it too. You know. Yeah, and you should be proud of it. So yeah, like when there are moments when I can just like be like, "No, you know, my butt looks really good. I like my hey costume. Guys, look at my butt. It just feels good. Yeah. Hmm. It makes you feel strong and powerful. Yeah. And pretty. That's nice. Hmm.
1: I need something like that in my life. Yeah, I'm not sure what it would be. Everybody does. Yeah. You said that there was something else that you wanted to cover if we got to it, and I don't remember mm. what it was. Oh, I was
0: watching Black Mirror. I was oh, late right. to our podcast because I was finishing the new season of Black Mirror.
1: Um, Did you watch it yet? I've never watched Black Mirror because oh. I... Uh, um, I would need to be medicated, like, heavily medicated, I think, to make I it feel through. like
0: we've talked about this before, because yeah, I also it feel like I have said before what I'm going to say, which is that there are some episodes mm-hmm. that are nice. There right. there are very few, but, like, the nice, I mean, I think, I think the one, like, very nice episode is, like, generally agreed that it's the best episode, so it's maybe worth just watching that one.
1: Yeah. I wish I could watch it. I mean, I love science fiction, but it just, you know, is that, uh, being alive in twenty nineteen is stressful enough, and uh, I don't need to like add to it. Especially yeah. having worked in technology and like knowing how sinister it is. I'm like, no, thank you.
0: Well, and no. the new season for some reason just doesn't feel as like good or deep as mm-hmm. the past ones. um It felt like kind of cheesy, actually. Yeah. Um, I think it's run its course.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if you manage to make two seasons of a show that everyone loves and like the third one isn't as good, that's fine. This is you like know? their fifth season or something, but oh, like really? British style, there's like three episodes
0: in every season. Right. Or right, right, right. Um, but the, uh, the, uh, the last episode has a really like surprisingly, I think excellent cover. Cause Miley Cyrus is in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's she has like one i think there's a couple of songs that get played in it like pop songs obviously she plays like a pop star mm-hmm. um but there and her like biggest hit is a uh the same tune as a nine inch Nails song it's the same tune as head like a hole um but but it's like very poppy like super poppy different words um huh. And it and I it, like that alone is, I think, kind of cool that you could just that you can take that and change it. Not even that much. Yeah. <laughs> and have it sound like such a different song, like a different, you know. Um, but then she she does a real cover of Head Like a Hole at the end that I think is really great. Probably oh, cool. not everybody agrees with that, but I like her. I like her, too. I think she's I, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I do, too. I think she's, like, a. I, I don't know, like, a ton about her, but I think she's, like, like, I think of her and, like, maybe Kristen Stewart as, like, like, interesting examples of women who came on the scene when they were really young and, mm-hmm. like, fell into this kind of mold and then just, like, trashed it, like, mm-hmm. in a way that's really And Kesha is kind of like that, too, actually. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and i and like I love those are women so those are women that i'm like okay i want to support you no matter what you're doing
1: because yeah, even if i don't like it yeah yeah because we need that interesting i love kristen stewart people think she's a bad actress but actually she's a genius
0: i haven't seen her in enough things to have a real opinion i don't think i mean obviously twilight's terrible but that's not her fault
1: no it's not her fault at all and she like i think she just uh she is in a lot of really weird and interesting movies yeah she started to make choices too like the both of them came out of twilight and like have made some very weird and different movies that Mm -hmm. i have appreciated um i think the fact that like a lot of her acting is silent like it's not Mm -hmm. Like, and people just like see a, a quiet woman on screen and they're like, oh, she's just not doing anything. But actually, she's like doing the most, you know, mm-hmm. I recently watched. Um, I don't remember what it was called. It might have just been called The Runaways, whatever the. Oh, yeah, I think that's what it was
0: called. Movie I, that she I was in that, that she plays
1: Joan Jet. I uh-huh. saw it twice because I didn't remember watching it the first time <laughs> <laughs> and then was like, oh, yeah, I have seen this. Um, It's okay. Dakota Fanning, I think. that's Was it Dakota older one, right? or was it L? I think it was Dakota. Okay. She plays the lead singer of the band, mm-hmm. Sherry Curie, mm-hmm. who now, this is the best postscript to any, like, wh- like any Where Are They Now biopic movie, is that she now is a chainsaw artist living wow. in the San Fernando Valley.
0: I don't even know what that is. <laughs> she
1: makes these crazy chainsaw sculptures. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, It's a really weird movie because it's like, it's called The Runaways. So you think it's going to be like about the band, but it's really only about the two of them, Hmm. Um, which was not the movie that I wanted, but it's fine. There are things about it I really like.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But yeah. But yesterday, after watching Sleepaway Camp, I uh, took an, an abrupt hard left turn um and watched a movie called Force Majeure mm-hmm. which came out oh, in 2014. Yeah. Well, it's been this stupid That's internet meme. That's the
0: movie meme. with the avalanche, right? Yeah, yeah
1: I've seen that. <laughs> it's been like that scene has been making its way around the internet uh, like as a meme of like people being like this is me when I wait to the last minute to do whatever. Um because in that scene which happens early in the movie a family is seated at a table at a resort in the French Alps and an avalanche starts coming towards them and the father is like, Oh no, it's a controlled avalanche. They know what they're doing. It's fine and he's like holding them at the table and the wife is like, Uh, I think this is a problem And she and he like once they finally realize that like this is coming straight for them, he shoves his son out of the way and runs away and the mother out of there, he abandons them real quick. Yeah, and the mother is just there with the the daughter and the son and so then the rest of the movie is like them trying to come to terms with this thing that has happened um, which I said earlier something about the choices that people make in moments of panic Mm -hmm. and so the whole movie is I'm kind of like talking with each other and talking to other people about this and it was really interesting it was also really hilarious which I wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. Um, like foreign language family drama about skiing and gender roles and toxic masculinity was not a huge sell for me but then i watched it was like oh this is really good so i highly recommend it if people haven't seen it did i tell you that i did watch Tuka and birdie like officially oh you watched the whole thing
0: i watched the whole thing yay it did hurt my brain yeah um i feel like it was made for brains younger than mine okay um like I would have to watch it again I think to like fully process it. I've watched it 3 times now. I, I am And I recommend like, watching it more
1: than once cuz yeah. there's so so many great background gags and like yeah. but just they beautiful go by, beautiful it's like, details. Like the
0: number it made me crazy. This is the first time that I was like god I'm I'm an old person now. <laughs> the number of times they put lists of words on the screen oh i love that but then didn't leave them there long yeah. enough for you to even read half of them yeah. made me nuts I couldn't oh i just it. pause
1: things when that happens why should you have to anyway? pause
0: something to read it you chose to put it on the screen why well, don't you leave it there long enough for me to see it
1: yeah I don't know. I just, there's there's so much in there that, there's like, so it's just, that's just, like, one more thing, and it's not necessarily, like, super important that you get that entire list. Um, it's it's really more of a stylistic thing. No, and it would be
0: crazy, because you could tell I have to that pause. somebody worked hard on the lists, and they well, were yes. good lists.
1: Yes, and I have to pause things to read them all the time, so that, like... Because I'm just, like, it takes my brain
0: a few minutes. Do you know what? Like, so they do that on The Good Place sometimes, too. A few times. Not nearly as many times. But on The Good Place, they do it, and there, there's so many words that your brain doesn't, your brain isn't, like, I'm going to try to read that. You're just like, ah! <laughs> um, and then it's like, I'm okay with pausing those. But these were, mm-hmm. like, like fell short of that. Yeah. So I think that's why it annoyed me. And that, gotcha. that's, like, my biggest complaint. It was just, like, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And I know I didn't pick up on all of it. And yeah. And I was annoyed by that. Gotcha. But I also, but there were also a lot of things that I was like, huh, I don't know if I've ever like seen or heard somebody talk about that like mm-hmm. this before. Yeah.
1: It was so cool. Yeah. I loved it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am, Lisa Walt, who is the show's creator, um, was the production designer art director oh, i'm not sure which one on bojack horse she's the
0: reason bojack looked the way bojack looked
1: right um and i'm a huge fan of hers she has some really great graphic novels out uh she like just last year or like this year she came out with a book called coyote dog girl which mm-hmm. is like a western but it's uh like a dog girl <laughs> in it um and i love it she's great uh but yeah i um this I watched Tugan Verdi and I was like, oh, this is f-, like this is the cartoon I've been waiting for my whole life. Because it like has so many great like nods to other cartoons that I love so much. Like the Richard Scary kind of opening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like the animation styles that they were able to explore. That Jelly Lakes episode with the like silhouette animations yeah. was so beautiful. Um there's a there's a so lot she's of really good voice acting too. Incredible voice acting. Yeah. Nicole Byer is just I love her. Killing it. She's she did like 200 different voices on that show. It's crazy.
0: Just like anybody who wasn't a real character was Nicole Byer. <laughs> yeah. They're all
1: great. Of course it's haunted. Come on. Uh, but I, but
0: I also like 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 I recognize a lot of the voices mm-hmm. um, and it's like you know so can be like oh that's that person that's that person and there is just like a ton of like people of color um uh as the main as the main actors which is mm-hmm. like super cool
1: and women i mean like animation has has been like a a, a guarded palace of men for like a really long time uh, and it's really frustrating like uh there are so few shows that are like really created by like almost no shows that are created by women um and staffed by women uh women are forced out of the industry all the time so it's like really cool that lisa was able to like bring this to fruition and it's so personal and beautiful and just i love it so much hmm Anything else? I think that might be it. I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> there's so many question marks in all of my notes about Superacamp. <laughs> no, I think we covered everything. Almost. Anyway. So we could probably never cover everything.
0: Yes, it's just too good and there's too many things. Um. Cool. This was a great kick off to camp
1: yeah to camp summer
0: (laughs) um yeah i'm really glad
1: we started with this movie i am too because this feels like a primary document of summer camp movies Mm -hmm. i I I do want
0: to watch it i forgot that um uh oh no what's the other horror movie that's friday the 13th yeah i i don't think that i've seen that Oh, I like that one a lot. So I think that we should watch that also yeah. and probably have that be the only camp horror that we do. Okay. Maybe, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean next episode we could do that and Little Darlings maybe. <laughs> or maybe I don't we know. Have, we'll figure we this out. We have the whole summer.
0: Yeah. Um and I I kind of like when we do just one movie. Okay. We, like, we strayed from that for a while. I, I like it this way. Unless, like, once in a while, we w- I feel like we watch a movie that we're like, uh, it's been 20 minutes and we said everything that we were going to say about that movie. <laughs> but I don't yeah. know that we're going to find that as much here. Yeah. All
1: right.
0: Like, well, maybe we could lump together heavyweights in Camp Nowhere. Mm.
1: Maybe. We'll see. We'll work it out. We will behind the scenes uh but we can start a third
0: podcast which is just us working out this
1: (laughs) our schedule yeah Yeah, that that sounds good uh definitely entertaining riveting content Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh jordan if people wanted to find you where should they
0: look i am on instagram at JordoPC. go there for mostly circus tricks that are pretty cool
1: yeah uh, I'm on Instagram at bimps. Wistful Thinking is on Instagram at Pod, And uh, I guess we'll talk to you next time about more camp movies. Bye. Bye.